Yeah, here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Dave at uh, Posing the Matrix. And uh, we just did a show last night, me and um, Brian and Gordy Tong. And it was a really good show. But um, I got to thinking about something, and I'm going to share it with you here. Um, the other day, I was on uh, YouTube, and I was searching for um, videos about the Dulce Underground Base. And I found... Uh, a couple of videos, uh, one's 40 minutes long, one's 34 minutes long. And the name of the, the channel is uh, Dimensional Walking, a Paranormal Journey. Okay. In this, the man is talking about the Dulcie base and uh, the people that he knows that have been connected with it, specifically the uh, state policeman. That's what the first one was about, the state policeman that was um involved in investigating some things on top of the uh, the Mesa and the mountain over near Dulce. And uh, the second one was good. It talked about Paul Benowitz and uh, Phil Schneider and Thomas Costello. So very interesting stuff. And um, I like this kind of format, like this guy, excuse me, presented. And um, so I wanted to let you know about it. But he was talking about... Um, a friend of his, uh, they had a, uh, if you, if you understand anything about native American culture and, and how, uh, the response is towards the white man, um, you know that there's a lot of tension there and, and rightfully so, <laughs> you know, if you've been kicked off your own land and had your own land confiscated and you're stuck in some of the worst land that there is, um, there's a little animosity there and it could go for several generations. Well, what happened was, um, this guy was describing that uh, I can't remember the man's name, but he was um, invited to a conference that they were going to have in Dulcie. And if you understand what Dulcie's all about and the native Americans, um, he had to pull a lot of strings and gain a lot of confidence in the native American community to prove to them that, you know, this wasn't the white man coming to invade Dulcie. It wasn't um, the white man coming to, um, take advantage of the, the locals, the Native Americans. and uh, But it was an actual response to the, the happenings on the Dulce Mesa um, and the mountain that's behind it. And I won't go into that too much, but uh, he said that one of the men that came to speak, one of the keynote speakers, I do believe he was the keynote speaker, was talking about Dulce. And he said right about the middle of the the um, the talk, the presentation, he started to look nervous, like he was um, like he saw somebody, like he saw a ghost. I think the guy said, and uh, he walked up to the guy and said, "Are you okay?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm okay." You know, he said, "Okay, you just look a little funny." And well, anyway, he was good for the rest of the presentation. And then as they were moving stuff out to the car, he was helping them move that stuff out and put it in the guy's car, and uh, he, uh, so, you know, they closed the tailgate or whatever it was, and uh, the guy um, left. Well, anyway, he said he hadn't heard from the guy for a few weeks, so he decided to call him, and uh, took several times of calling and finally got a hold of him, and the guy said he had been very sick, uh, that, and, and well, I, I can't really go into the symptoms that he described, but um, and I will describe them because I've got a page up that shows what the um, 
the symptoms are for nerve gas um, agent being in your body. Uh, and the reason he, he thought about this is because he had a um, paramilitary guy that was working with him or for him, um, former special ops. And the guy said, hey, you know, from the symptoms, has that guy been exposed to uh, nerve gas? And and he says, well, you know, he says, I was all around the car. You know, I was pushing stuff in and, and things like that, and I didn't get sick. And, and so the guy says, well, one of the tactics is just putting a little bit of nerve gas or agent on the door handle so that when he opens the door, he gets it on his skin and then he gets sick. Well, the guy got over it. It took him a long time to get over it. And uh, that seems to be the, the modus operandi of the agent. And so after a while, they, they basically came to the conclusion that somebody tried to kill the guy because he was coming out with secrets that uh, there's a lot of people that didn't want to know these things. And so anyway, as I listened to him describe the symptoms, I'm like, wow, you know, those sound familiar. They really, really sound familiar. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, those are the same symptoms of COVID-19. And, and I started thinking that now that people are getting the injection for COVID-19, the mRNA vaccine, they're starting to experience some of these, um, some of these symptoms too. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's, that's like a triple play here because the guy got it. COVID-19 patients have very similar symptoms. And now uh, they're finding out that people that get the uh, mRNA vaccine are having the same problems. And, you know, if, if you got three different scenarios that, that produce the same sim- symptomology, you got to start thinking that maybe they're all, all one and the same or they're related to one another. Um, you know, you could um, the common cold and the flu, for instance, they're not the same thing, but they have many of the same attributes, except that with a cold, you uh, you get over it a lot faster than you do the flu and it's not quite as severe. But incidentally, uh, the flu and uh and um, let's see if I got this right. I know that the, a common cold is a SARS virus. Okay. And um, I think the flu is too. Um, I, I have to check into that, so don't take that to be gospel, okay? But um, anyway, you know, there are no such thing as coincidences. And seeing that this thing was made in China at a biologics lab, and biologics labs are where they make nerve gas too, Okay. You know, the, the pieces all start to fit in. Okay, they all start to fit in, and you um, you start to see some uh, very interesting stuff. So anyway, <laughs> um, let me go back. Okay. So, oh man. Okay, I'm gonna shut this off. Okay. There's a delay in the show when I when I record it when I do it live, about a three-second delay, and I hear the echo. Um, so I shut the, the, um, the other thing off. Anyway, so th- that being the case, I started to look at some very interesting things. Okay, I'm going to go back here. Now, I went to the CDC. I hate going to the CDC. But, you know, when it comes to things like nerve gas, you know, something that's not um, – not usually found in society, you know, uh, not like the cold, the flu, or the COVID-19 virus. Uh, you know, I think they're pretty right on. Now, since it's a nerve gas, uh, let's see. There are different nerve gases. There's sarin. If you remember quite a few years ago, there was a, I think it was 2006, there was a, two sarin attacks on the subways in, um, in uh, Japan. 
And it was done by a separatist group that uh, just wanted to kill a lot of Japanese. And there's another uh, agent called Somam or Soman. There's another one called Tebun. And there's another one called VX. You probably heard of VX nerve agent. Okay. So, you know, I went to their site and it says the purpose of the document is to enable healthcare workers and public health officials to recognize an unknown or suspected exposure to a nerve agent or an organophosphate pesticide. Yes, nerve agents are related to some, to some pesticides. That's where they, they were derived from. Um, nerve agents are chemical warfare agents that have the same mechanism of action as OP or organophosphate pesticide insecticides. They are potential inhibitors of acetylcholesterinase. Innovation of acetylcholesterinase leads thereby leads thereby leading to the accumulation of acetylcholine in the central and peripheral nervous system. Excess acetylcholine produces predictable cholinergic symptoms consisting of copious respiratory and oral secretions, diarrhea, vomiting, sweating, altered mental state, status, uh, autonomic uh, instability. And what that is, is there are parts of your nervous system that, like your eyelids, you do not control your eyelid blinking if you just focus off of it, your eyes still blink, but you know, and, and your heart, your heart beats all on its own. Um, there are other things. Your your digestive system is autonomic. Um, you know, you just eat and let the, your body do the job, and it does it very well. Um, some people even better than they want. Um, so anyway, the amount of, um, let's see. Oh, uh, diarrhea, vomiting, sweating, altered mental status, autonomic instability and generalized weakness that can progress to paralysis and respiratory rest. I, I don't know how many people that got that vaccine were, were you know, when I worked or before I retired, um, who reported weakness, uh, tiredness. Um, a lot of them had diarrhea. A lot of them had vomiting and nausea, um, you know, sweating. I saw one guy had it. He, was at, he came to work after getting the second shot, sick as a dog, sweating. I didn't see any altered mental status in any of the patients I, or coworkers that I saw even. But um, anyway, uh, the amount and route of exposure to the nerve agent or um, organophosphate uh, pesticides, uh, the type of nerve agent or pesticide, and the premorbid condition of the person exposed will contribute to the time and onset of the severity of illness. For example, inhalation of a nerve agent or an OP pesticide leads to a quicker onset of poisoning with more severe symptoms when compared to dermal exposure, that is the skin, given the same amount of agent. Now, sign and symptoms. Okay, here we go. Under the category of central nervous system signs and symptoms, meiosis, and what that is is when your eyes uh, contract, actually when they um, they get tighter in your, your pupils, just a pinpoint. Um, headache, you see that in, in COVID-19. Restlessness, I've seen some of that. Convulsions, yes. Oh, there's a hideous video online somewhere where the guy is convulsing. And there's another one where the woman um, was normal before the vaccine and she's all bent over and has involuntary movements of her muscles and nerves. Um, loss of consciousness and coma. Okay, they, they go down and are up in severity as this goes down. Respiratory signs and symptoms, rhinorrhea, which is a runny nose. Um, and it has here 
profuse watery runny nose, bronchorrhea, excessive bronchial secretions, kind of like that junk you get down in your lungs when you get a flu or something, you know, and you're, you got it rattling around in there. And the rhinorrhea is, you know, the runny nose, wheezing. Okay. When I had uh, long haulers, I had bad wheezing, even when I had um, COVID last year. Uh, dyspnea, which is shortness of breath. Yeah, if your lungs aren't working right, you're going to get that chest tightness, often accompanied by uh, pneumonia or uh, your lungs filling up. Or they're starting to find out now that the um, the lung problems aren't really uh, don't really have to do with congestion. They have to do with your uh, or the body um, blood clots in the lungs, actually. Which uh, you know, if you know how the lungs work, when you inhale, you take in oxygen, it goes into the capillaries in your in your lungs and it uh, is converted into um, oxygen for your um, for your for your system and it goes to all your cells and gives your cells cells oxygen and it also picks up uh, the bad air the co2 and it brings it to the lungs and you exhale that that's why when you wear a mask all day long you kind of feel a little dizzy at the end of the day because you're actually um, suffering from a mild form of hypoxia although they say that that doesn't happen well, they, they usually don't wear masks for 10 hours a day, right? Hypernia, increased respiratory rate or depth. Um, early, uh, and okay, it says early increased respiratory rate rate and uh, depth. Radio, radiopenia, uh, decreased respiratory rate. Um, let's see, cardiovascular signs resulting from blood loss. <laughs> Okay, tachycardia, which is an increased heart rate, hypertension, high blood pressure, bradycardia, decreased heart rate, really slow heart, hypertension, hypotension, low blood pressure, um, arrhythmias, dysrhythmias, uh, prolonged QT on EKG, ventricular tachycardia, which I got to say, I've had several times since I came down with uh, since I had COVID last year. Every once in a while, still, it, it kicks in. And I got to take an extra beta blocker to keep things from progressing. And the QT note is very serious because um, it's the uh, the length of time it takes the electrical signal in your atrium to get to your, your ventricle. And if it's too long, it could lead to heart block or stoppage. Okay, gastrointestinal signs and symptoms. Well, let's go back to tachycardia. I had that. Um, I had hypotension. Uh, I had bradycardia. I still get that every once in a while. And I've always had an arrhythmia. So, but it, it, for some reason, it didn't seem to get worse when I had the, um, when I had COVID. Thank God I had enough going on. Okay. And gastrointestinal signs and symptoms, abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting. We see that in COVID diarrhea. We see that in COVID urinary, urinary incontinence frequency. In other words, um, peeing your pants basically, and and having to go to the bathroom, uh, go uh, urinate more than uh, more than normal. Musculoskeletal signs and symptoms: weakness found in COVID. Fasciculations, uh, local and general, generalized. Okay, skin and mucous membrane signs and symptoms: profuse sweating. That's in. Uh, um, in COVID, 
lacrimation, which is tear formation, and conjunctival injection or injection. Um, interesting, because I had the third one with the COVID. Okay, laboratory findings uh, suggestive of nerve, nerve agent poisoning, decreased plasma or red blood cells, and cholinesterase uh, activity. Okay, so anyway, so that kind of gives you um, an idea of what those symptoms are when you get a, if a person gets um, contaminated with a nerve agent. And they say VX is the worst one. Uh, Sarin, you can recover from a lot, and then the other two, I have no idea. Okay, now we're going to jump over to symptoms of COVID-19. Fever and chills, cough. Shortness of breath or difficulty breathing. Okay, there's that one. Fatigue, there's that one. Muscle or body aches, that's a headache. Um, that would be more of a vascular thing, so that's that's the same thing. Uh, new loss of taste or smell, that is not common between the two. Sore throat is not common. Congestion or runny nose is. Nausea, vomiting is. Diarrhea is. Um, it says, look for emergency warning signs for COVID-19. If someone is showing any of these signs, seek emergency or emergency medical care immediately. Trouble breathing. Okay, that's with the nerve agents. Persistent pain and pressure in the chest with the nerve agents. New confusion. Yeah. Um, in inability to wake or to stay awake. Yeah, same thing. And, well, pale gray or blue colored lips nail beds, depending on the skin tone, that would come from a lack of oxygen, which would come from a lack of breathing or an ability to breathe. So um, while I didn't say that in a nerve agent, I'm sure that's there. Uh, okay, so we see that there's many, many similarities between nerve agents and COVID-19, uh, both uh, things probably being manufactured in a Wuhan lab. Okay, could it be that people that suffer from COVID-19 are actually suffering from uh, the effects of a, a nerve agent. I think it's possible. And seeing that Bill Gates is involved in it and and um, the Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation and uh, Fauci, who is a um, kind of like a, a water boy for the, um, the elites and... Um, so many other people that are involved in it, probably George Soros, too. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, he is involved in it. So anyway. Um, OK, so. Let's see, what do we got here? Do COVID. OK, that's going to be for later. OK, there's something called the VAERS report, V-A-E-R-S. Um, I forgot what it means. OK, there it is. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Now, doctors don't have to do this, okay? But doctors that have a moral compass or organ doctor organizations that have a moral compass are supposed to um, report into the um, reporting system, the Vaccine event Adverse Event Reporting System, about um, when there's problems with COVID-19 or and or um, the vaccination, especially the vaccination. And um, I'm going to read this article, and I think you're going to find it as interesting as I did. Barris reports um, 
966 deaths following COVID-19 vaccinations. And other places report that it's up to, um, was it 5,000 or 50,000? I can't remember. Um, okay, reports, reports collected by the Center of Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration reveal that 966 U.S. individuals have died after receiving the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine. And I cannot tell how old this article is, because I think it's a lot more than that now. According to the Epic Times, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System followed vaccinations by Moderna and Pfizer between December 14, 2020 and February 19, 2021. So it is an older article. The system reported 966 deaths of people who received either of these vaccines. Okay, the only two available at the time, which represent 5% of the total number of the 19,769 adverse events reported. The report noted that 472 people died after receiving the Moderna vaccine and 489 died after getting the Pfizer vaccine. Five other people died after getting a shot of an unknown manufacturer, according to Newsweek. So this isn't some... um, conspiratorial site okay there's they're citing good sources okay according to the times the death rate of covid 19 mrna vaccines is much higher than that that of the flu vaccine which was associated with 0.0000265 percent of deaths in vaccinated people in 2019 COVID vaccine rate of death as reported February 19th was 0.0023%. So take away two two of the zeros out of that decimal point. So it's a number that's grown exponentially. Uh, When asked about the VAERS death report, Stephen Dennehy, director of media relations at Pfizer. uh Oh, you ready for this? He said, to date, millions of people have been vaccinated with our vaccine. Serious adverse events, including deaths that are related, unrelated to the vaccine, are unfortunate, unfortunately likely to occur at a similar rate as they would in a general population. So he's trying to write it off as not being um, related to the COVID-19 vaccine. So anyway, however, an infectious uh, disease expert in France, Dr. Christian Peroni, um, filed a complaint against mRNA vaccines in Europe, stating that they are not vaccines. They are gene therapy products. They inject nucleic acids that will cause our own cells to produce elements of the virus, according to the Times. Newsweek launched its own investigation of the VAERS um, data, but included all adverse reports of death up to February 26. They counted a total of 970 people who died after getting their shots remarkably close to the result published by the Times. The CDC stated March 1st that to date, uh, VAERS has not detected patterns in the cause of death that would indicate a safety problem of COVID-19. Well, of course, it's going to the Center of Disease Control and they'd be implicated. Um, Kent Woods, the former executive of medicines and healthcare products, uh, regulatory agency in the UK told Newsweek, when someone dies after receiving a vaccine, it does not prove that the drug caused the death. Sorry, it just really ticks me off when I read stuff like that. You know, but one of their relatives got it, or they got it, and they died, or one of their relatives died. Boy, they'd be screaming high heaven about it, right? Okay. 
So the vaccines are causing problems, lots of problems. Okay, let's see. Let's save that for later. Go back here. All right. Here's I'm just going to read what these articles say here. Fully vaccinated nurse in Detroit becomes COVID long hauler after battling symptoms for months after infection. Okay. She's a vaccinated nurse, but she got the infection anyway. And she suffered from the symptoms of long haulers, which I had for a while. I think seem to be over it now. Thank God. Um, Let's see. Um, vaccine remorse hits America. Huh. Okay. We have to read that one. Uh, Republican senators raise concern of the research of unhuman animal chimeras. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, behind the vaccine veil, doctor cites whistleblowers inside the CDC who claim injections have already killed 50,000 Americans. We're going there. Okay, this is natural news. By the other, by the way, the other one came from the Times of London. Okay, natural news. The most highly cited physicians on an early treatment of COVID-19 has come out with an explosive new video that blows the lid off the medical establishment's complicity in the unnecessary deaths of tens of thousands of Americans. Um, article by Leo Homan, uh, republished from leohoman.com. Okay, so we've cited our sources. We're okay. Dr. Peter McCullough said these deaths have been facilitated by a false narrative bent on pushing an all-new unproven vaccine for a disease that was highly treatable. He said COVID was the bioweapon and the vaccines represent phase two of that bioweapon. At this, in a sense, bioterrorism phase one has rolled out. It's really all about keeping the population in fear and isolation and preparing them to accept the vaccine, which appears to be in phase two of the bioterrorism uh, operation. McCullough said that in a June 11th webinar with German uh, German attorney Reiner Fulmich and several other doctors, he noted, quote, both the respiratory virus and the vaccine delivered to the human body um, the spike protein, the gain of function target of this is bioterrorism, bioterrorism research. Most of McCullough's comments come in the first 10 minutes of the video below. And you can go to Natural News to get this. He says, now I can't come out and say all this on national TV or at any time, he continued. But what we have learned over time is that we can no longer communicate with government agencies. We actually couldn't even communicate with our propagandized colleagues in the major medical centers, all of which appear to be under a spell, almost as if they're hypnotized right now. He did not hold back in his criticism of his colleagues in the medical community. Quote, and doctors and doctors, good doctors, are doing unthinkable things like injecting biologically active messenger RNA, excuse me, uh, that produces the pathological spike protein in the pregnant women. I think when the doctors wake up from their trance, they're going to be shocked to think that they've done this to people. End quote. Uh, McCullough is a professor of medicine and vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University, a very good university, and also teaches at Texas A&M University. He is an epidemiologist, cardiologist, and internist, and has testified before the Texas State Senate related to COVID-19 treatments. 
he holds the distinction of being the most widely cited physician in treatment of COVID-19, with more than 600 citations in the National Library of Medicine. In a video recorded by Oval Media, McCullough said, quote, the first wave of bioterrorism is a respiratory virus that spreads across the world and affected relatively few people, about 1% of many populations, but generated great fear, unquote. He said the virus targeted primarily people over 50 with multiple medical conditions. It poses no, almost no risk to children. He said 85% of more than the 600,000 U.S. deaths could be prevented by a multi-drug treatment given in the early, the midpoint of the disease. Instead, people were told to stay home, uh, not return to the hospital unless symptoms get worse. That's another thing they tell people with um, with the um, the nerve agent is shelter in place. Where have you heard that? Shelter at home, shelter in place, wear a mask. That's another thing that they say to the people that get uh, contaminated with um, nerve agents. Okay, let's see. I'm, uh, okay, I'm going to read it again. Instead of the people were told to stay home and not return to the hospital unless their symptoms got worse, such as severe breathing problems. But then it was too late for many. They were placed in, on ventilators and died. Folks, if you have to go to the hospital, don't let them put you on a ventilator. Exercise your lungs. Breathe in deep and breathe out deep. And do that a lot because that will help you. Um, we saw a video one time of a, uh, a British couple that got sick on a cruise. And the guy said, I, I think what saved me is we did our, what saved us is we did our breathing exercises. So there you go. All right. The vast majority of doctors jumped in lockstep to follow these erroneous guidelines handed down by the World Health Organization and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Those guidelines neglected to place any focus on the treatment of sick patients from the beginning as early as April 2020, starting stated emphasizing the need to uh, vac for vaccine as the only hope for beating back the virus. The Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, again, VAERS, logged 5,993 reports of deaths of people injected with the COVID, uh, COVID vaccine between December 14th, 20th, and June 11, 2021. See, it is higher. Uh, that's more than all the deaths reported to VAERS from the uh, all other vaccines combined over the last 22 years. That's sobering. But these numbers are shocking, as they are. Um, don't scratch the surface of the actual number of dead Americans, said McCullough. Quote, we have now have a whistleblower inside the CMS, and we have two whistleblowers in the CDC. We think we have 50,000 dead Americans, 50,000 deaths. So we actually have more deaths due to the vaccine per day than certainly the viral illness by far. It's basically propagandized bioterrorism by injection. McCullough added that every single thing that was done in public, in public health, in response to the pandemic made it worse. He said the suppression of the COVID treatments, such as hydrochloroquine, and especially um, ivermectin, was tightly linked to the development of a vaccine. Without the suppression of the already available treatments, the government would not be able to legally grant emergency use authorizations to the three vaccines rushed by to the market by Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. In the case of Moderna, the U.S. government is a co-patent. Oh, great. I didn't know that. 
is a combatant holder through the National Institutes of Health, uh, a clear conflict of interest. I believe basically the only two papers that teach doctors how to treat COVID-19 at home to prevent the hospitalization and death if treated early, it results in 85% reduction in the hospitalizations and death, McCullough said. So not only were the vaccines rolled out unnecessarily by suppressing the already available effective treatments, but the FDA and CDC are now covering up the tragic number of deaths caused by the experimental RNA, mRNA back, uh, injections. Uh, McCullough said that he has organized groups around the world that emphasize early treatment. Governments have actually tried to block early treatments for COVID-19 patients. So we, create a, we created a home patient guide, he says. We broke through the people and the people who got sick with COVID called in to get medications from mail order distri- distribution pharmacies. So without the government even knowing what went on, we crushed the epidemic here in the United States toward the end of December and January. We basically took care of the pandemic uh, with about 500 doctors and telemedicine services. And to this day, we're, we treat about 25% of the U.S. COVID-19 population uh, that actually are at high risk, over 50 with medical problems uh, that present with symptoms. And uh, we basically handle the pandemic and at the same time, we tried to keep ourselves above the public uh, political fray, excuse me. And we we're almost done here. McCullough said that the focus has recently turned to the unnecessary and dangerous injections. We are working to change the public view of the vaccine. The public initially accepted the vaccine and we had to and we had to kind of slowly turn the ship. Now the center then now the US now in the US the rates of vaccination have been dropping since April 8th. Most of the vaccination centers are empty. We have a lot going on in the United States, and we are engaging more. We are engaging more and more attorneys. So good. That's good news, actually. But you know, when you consider the government, you gotta, especially the government that's run by Democrats. You know, or or leftists, or communists, whatever you want to say, socialists, progressives, um, they want us sick. They're all in the pocket. Even Republicans are in the pocket of deep, of big pharma. You know, they really are. And um, you know, all they have to do is start talking uh, negatively against the big pharma, and you know, big pharma's knows dirty, tr- dirty things on them, and. Um, and also, you know, I'm sure they've taken uh, money from the big pharma, you know, that politicians have that uh, would show that they are taking um, bribes, basically, to write legislation and to approve things that uh, should not be approved. Okay. Okay, here's a, here's a really good one. Okay, this is from um, Holiday Aviation. And it's from www.holidayaviation.com, and you can find it there. It says, be a pilot, not a lab rat. I was so happy to read this article when I read it first. Okay. It says, if you've already been injected with the so-called COVID vaccine, please accept my condolences. If you're a pilot and you've not yet been injected but are considering it, then you owe it to yourself to consider these reasons why you should opt out. But first, let's talk about the risks. 
As pilots, we know the safe outcome of every flight depends on our ability to conduct critical, thorough, and objective risk assessment. From the start of the pandemic, I saw that and I went, yeah. I've approached any decision related to COVID from the perspective, especially as it relates to the running to running my business. Uh, we've never worn masks around here because there has never been any credible scientific evidence to support the practice and wearing cloth masks while flying introduces unnecessary operational risks. CE sees it. You're breathing in more carbon dioxide. You're, you're not thinking correctly. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> okay. Uh, holiday aviation instructors have collectively delivered nearly 10,000 hours of flight and ground instruction since January 1st, 2020, all without masks, more, more with less than six feet of social distance. <clears throat> Nobody has ended up in the hospital or died with COVID as a result. We mind our manners, wash our hands, stay home when we're not feeling well and uh, have not had any problems, same as always. The federal aviation regulations require a pilot to seek all available information to determine whether a flight can be conducted safely. It's a tall order, but one I take quite seriously, and you should too. Pilots who fail to do this often end up, making, uh, end up as a smoking hole in the ground and the subject of the NTSB report. Getting your health information from a talking head on TV is akin to getting your weather briefing by looking out the window um, and failing to contact the FAA flight service, you're missing critical, critical information that could affect the safe outcome of the flight. Good analogy. In my opinion, pilots who get injected with an experimental COVID vaccine are taking unnecessary risks, both for themselves and for their passengers. The virus itself poses little risk, but the immediate and long-term risks of the experimental injections are not yet known. If you're healthy enough to hold an FAA medical certificate and feel healthy enough to fly an airplane, then your risks of getting very sick or dying if you contract a COVID-19 or any other virus, for that matter, is extremely low. So right, why risk your health, your medical and career by injecting yourself with an experimental substance that probably won't save you from getting a virus that poses very little risk in the first place? <clears throat> On December 11, 2020, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, issued an emergency use authorization, EUA, for emergency use of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for the prevention of COVID for individuals 16 years of age and older, with the caveat that a Phase three randomized and placebo-controlled trial using BNT162B2 in approximately 44,000 participants is currently ongoing to evaluate the vaccine safety and efficacy. On May 10, 2021, they re-upped the EUA to allow kids 12 and older to receive it. With the caveat, it's an investigational vaccine, not licensed for any indication. Whoa, not licensed for any indication? An indication would be COVID-19 or the prevention of COVID-19 as a prophylaxis. Huh. Let's pause and think about that for a minute. Imagine that instead of talking about a vaccine, we were talking about an airplane. It took Cirrus Aircraft four years to design, develop, test, and receive FAA approval for the SR-20. Yet Pfizer got its product marketing in just a few months because the government felt it was an emergency. The FDA stated that one of these three criteria for issuance of the Pfizer EUA, 
was that there is no adequate approved and available alternative to the emergency use of Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to to prevent COVID-19. It is partly in that is partly in patently false. Um, there are numerous adequate, safe, and available treatments for COVID: hydrochloroquine, zinc, ivermectin, to name a few. But none of these are specified specifically authorized by the FDA for treating COVID-19. If they were, the lucrative vaccine would have been dead in the water. See, big pharma. It was extremely concerned. I was extremely concerned when I learned that Delta Airlines will require all new hires to show a proof of COVID vaccination based on mounting reports coming from the vaccine adverse event reporting system. I have serious legitimate concern that pilots could suffer, uh, could suffer sudden blood clots, strokes, or other adverse uh, events days or even weeks into after the injection. The FAA currently requires pilots to wait 48 hours after receiving the COVID vaccine before flying, but recommends only 30-minute delay after receiving a flu shot. Makes you wonder. Given all this, I feel safer driving or flying my, myself to my destination. Plus, I'd rather poke myself in the eye with a pencil than wear a useless mask in the airport or in an airline flight. No thanks. I'll pack my family up in my Cessna and get where I need to go on my own terms. While Delta and Atlanta-based, well, Delta, their Atlanta-based neighbor at CNN and other mainstream media outlets continue to serve up COVID-related fears and propaganda, I've done my job as a pilot and have sought all available information on the subject. My pilot-in-command decision is to avoid the vaccines like a level five thunderstorm. (laughs) Here are a few facts related to the shots courtesy of American frontline doctors. Number one, you do not need to be vaccinated if you already had COVID. Senator Rand Paul, who is a doctor, has refused to get vaccinated for this reason. Number two, the vaccine may make you sicker than if you hadn't taken it. The vaccine may cause paradoxical uh, reaction called ADE, which is antibody-dependent enhancement. These enhanced antibodies are extremely dangerous to people as they actually help the virus get into the cell. If the vaccinated person with ADE is later exposed to the virus, they will have much more serious reaction than if they hadn't taken the vaccine. Interesting. Uh, Number three, inflammation at the placenta of pregnant women who received the virus has been reported. Caution if you desire future pregnancies. Um, Number four, there are effective, safe, affordable prevention and treatment medications for COVID. They were cited above. Um, Number five, according to the CDC, the chance of surviving COVID infection without any treatment at all ages. Age um, zero through 19, 99.997%. Age 20 through 50, 99.98%. Age 50 to 69, 99.5%. And age 70, 95%. 80% of deaths over the age of 70 with the average of 2.6 other serious medical conditions. Only 6% of the deaths occurred in person without a known um, serious problem. And the last reason, uh, the known risks for vaccine can be serious. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Let's see what's going on here. So I make sure I'm still on the air. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. We're good. 
So, folks, what do you think so far? Hmm? Pretty interesting stuff, huh? You know, this isn't new. Uh, I think it was back in the 1920s, uh, the Tuskegee experiments. They inject or they infected um, hundreds, if not thousands, of African Americans with syphilis. And then they told them they were giving them a cure for it, whereas they were actually weren't given a cure. They just were trying to test. Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Okay, they were just trying to test um, how long it took people to die once they had the syphilis. Um, there really is no report that any cure was given to them. And that would have been hard anyway, since syphilis is a bacteria and antibiotics didn't really come out until the 1940s. So anyway, um, so it was a death sentence for many people. And those that survived were severely maimed uh, mental issues because it affects the brain. That's what killed Al Capone. Syphilis killed Al Capone. Um, that's what, um, you know, has led to the demise of many people that have come down with that disease. Granted, they probably got it because they were messing around, but, you know, that's not a reason to purposely infect people with it. Um, there were experiments where people were um, given LSD to see how the populace would act. Uh, and there were a few other experiments that the CIA did with that, too. Uh, look at Nazi Germany, all the experiments Dr. Mengele conducted and all his cohorts, too. You know, and because of him, there's something called the Nuremberg Laws. Uh, Nuremberg Accords, which basically state that people cannot be um, infected or put under any medical um, test or anything that goes against their will, first of all, or could uh, lead to their demise. And uh, I, I was quite interested because, oh, man, here. Now I see I don't, I don't have bright eyes. <laughs> um yeah, um, I was surprised because um, some Israeli lawyers and um, rabbis actually went to um, oh, the World Court, Brussels, um, to complain that uh, what Israel was doing by forcing people to get injected with the vaccine was akin to violating the Nuremberg laws. Okay. Hey. It's, I find it awful interesting that Netanyahu, which I used to really respect, but now I think he's just another shill of the elites, um, that he would do that to the Israeli people after so many of their ancestors, and even some of the Israelis themselves, suffered so much during the Holocaust. You know, um, that's criminal. I'm sorry. And if they find out to be true, uh, I hope Netanyahu is made to pay for what he did. I'm just ashamed that I... I really followed him and helped, you know, to bolster his um, his uh, prime ministership uh, with people, you know, telling him that he was a good guy and everything because I was wrong. And uh, he made a deal with Pfizer. Give us the vaccines at a reduced cost and we'll give you the, the reports of everybody that took the vaccine. So basically he turned all the Israelis into lab rats. So anyway. Um, that's quite interesting. You know, the only thing I don't like about this program is it doesn't give you a clock to tell you how long you've been on. That would be really nice. If you're um, with um, Melon, put a clock on here. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, let me, um, I digress. Let me go back here. I just want to read one more thing that I thought was interesting. And let's see, I'm going to go back. Go up. Um, darn, where is it? It's always fun when you lose an article, you know. It was right here. Okay, here it is. Now, this kind of bar borders on the bizarre, <clears throat> but not the truly bizarre. I could see this happening. Okay, there's an article called, Does COVID Vaccine Contain Nanoparticles That Self-Assemble to Build a Biocircuitry Operating System to Control Your Moods and Thoughts? Very interesting. Okay. This is going to be the last one I read, and then there'll be a little bit of discussion, and then I'll end the show. But um, today's Situation Update podcast covers a lot of breaking news on world events, including China's grain shortage. Well, you know, we're not going to read about this, but China's grain shortage attempted, attempted famine cover-up. Espionage, high-level Chinese spy dumps dirt on corrupt U.S. officials. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, the NSA seems to have declared war on the FBI. As the Civil War erupts inside the deep state swamp, that's good news. Uh, 13-year-old boy dies three days after taking second COVID shot. The masses begin to awaken to vaccine dangers. I sure hope so. Um, American Airlines is canceling hundreds of flights a day. Um, as 737 pilot shortage worsens, is it the vaccine? Good question. U.S. doctors are suffering under a trance of mass hypnosis, warns Dr. Peter McCullough. All right. Lord, give me the ability to read this. My throat's starting to get a little raw. Okay. In addition, the last section of the podcast discussed what is the possibility that at least some COVID vaccines may contain exotic technology that, once injected into the body, activates a self-assembling process to build biocircuitry interface using elements from the victim's own blood. Although this sounds like science fiction, we seem to be living in a dystopian sci-fi scenario with the biological weapons, uh, magnetic nanoparticles, mega megato infection technology, Orwellian surveillance, and all-out government propaganda to converse, er, convert, coerce <coughs> everyone into taking it. Um, to take in a depopulation spike protein injection. So don't tell me anything, any theory out there. Um, this is 2021 global depopulation extermination is underway. Our entire reality is now out there. In addition, um, the Moderna company openly describes their vaccine injections as installing an operating system, which by definition means a platform to receive additional commands or instructions for execution, how are those commands received from electrical, from external electromagnetic waves? Dr. Peter McCullough has described vaccine-pushing doctors as being kind of mind-controlled trance. His exact words from a recent interview emphasis added, um, what we have learned over time is that we can no longer communicate with government agencies. We actually couldn't communicate with our propagandized colleagues in major medical centers, all of which seem to be under a spell, almost as if they've been hypnotized. 
Good docs. I we read this earlier. Good doctors are doing unthinkable things like injecting biologically active messenger RNA that produces this pathogenic spike protein into pregnant women. I think when the doctors wake up from their trance, they're going to be shocked to think what they've done to people. Then they, they produce a video, but we won't play that. Uh, what if it isn't a spell or a chance, but rather a self-assembled embedded biocircuit that has taken control over their neurology? What if some vaccines are simple spike protein bioweapon injections, but other vaccines are designed to place uh, people in a kind of trance or elements where their neurology are controlled through external signals and commands? Uh, you know, if you've ever looked into the alien deduction phenomena, you know that people get implants, and that's exactly what the implants do. Interesting. Uh, never forget this published research, supermagnetic nanoparticle delivery of DNA vaccine. Um, and there's a link for it here. We won't go there. It explains the efficacy of delivery of DNA vaccine is often relatively low compared to protein vaccines. The use of super magnetic iron oxide nanoparticle spions to deliver genes via uh, megato infection or well, megatofection shows a promise of improving the efficacy of gene delivery both in vitro and in vivo in vitro in a lab in vivo in the body means in the body in case you didn't know that the same study reveals that only two elements necessary to create spions or magnetic nanoparticles are, <clears throat> are iron, and, iron and oxygen, both present in the human blood. We described the production of um, FV304-based spions with high uh, mag magnetization values, uh, 70 EMU per gram, um, under 15 KOE of the applied magnetic uh, field at room temperature. Poly, oh boy, polyethylamine was chosen to modify the surface of spions to assist the delivery of plasma DNA into mammalian cells due to the polymer's extension buffering capacity through the proton sponge effects. Um, although this isn't the same as self-assembling nanobiocircuitry system, it hints at the ex existence of exotic technologies that are exploring such approaches to controlling neurology via external influences, such as electromagnetic fields. Hmm. See that? Controlling neurology. Well, you can destroy neurology with um, bioweapons like... Um, like we described earlier. Okay. Okay, if such technology exists and is being deployed right now, it would explain uh, seeming hypothesis or trance under which millions of people now seem to suffer as they continue to demand more bioweapon injections into children and pregnant women. Perhaps there's a simpler explanation, however. Perhaps today's doctors are just brainwashed, gullible cowards who care nothing if they harm and kill billions of people, as long as they don't lose their lucrative medical salaries. I'd like to advance one more thing into that, too. Um, doctors get their licenses from the state. And doctors' licenses can be revoked. So I could see very easily how, let's just say Kaiser Corporation, okay, Kaiser Medical, 
or you can use anyone you want. They walk up to the doctors and say, well, we've received an edict from the government and we're going to be giving the COVID-19 vaccine and you have to give it. If you don't give it, we're going to get rid of you. Okay. So let's just say Dr. Spock um, decides he's not going to give it. And he gets fired by Kaiser. Well, he can go work somewhere else, right? Well, not really, because what Kaiser's going to do is they're going to call up the Board of Medicine and tell the Board of Medicine, hey, this this guy, you know, the government wants us to give this, and the government says it's safe, and this doctor refused to do it. Therefore, he was not looking out for the safety of his patients, and therefore he's not a good doctor. You should revoke his license. So his license get revoked. He's got a, you know, $3,000 a month mortgage, uh, two expensive cars. He loses the cars. He loses the house and everything else. So the doctors are thinking about this. You know, it's it's a moral thing. It's a, an ethical thing. Um, you know, do I want to give this thing out thinking that maybe it, it isn't as bad as people say it is? Um, or am I going to do the moral thing and not do it? I know doctors that are doing a moral thing and not giving it. Um, but I also know a lot of doctors uh, that are doing immoral things and are giving it and are trying to force their patients into taking it. My goodness, look what they're doing now. You can get a free gun if you get a COVID injection. Well, if I could figure out a way to bring a syringe with me to had normal saline in it, have them give me that and mark down that I got the injection, I'd do it. <laughs> uh, to get a free gun, heck yeah. Um, but, you know, Nobody's going to do that because everybody's afraid that they're going to get fired. So anyway, um, yeah, see, it says uh, perhaps today's doctors are brainwashed, gullible cowards who do nothing if they harm or kill billions of people as long as they don't lose their lucrative medical salaries. Well, you know, that's that's true. But, you know, not all doctors are that way. Some of them feel forced to do this. You know, they they've studied eight years in school, sometimes a little less, but. Um, and they're, they're trying to make a living just like you and me are. And if you've seen a doctor's hours, you know, <laughs> your little, um, eight to five or eight to four thirty job, um, is nothing because these guys work, you know, seven, six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, depending on where they work uh, guys and women, sorry, didn't mean to exclude women. Um, and, you know, they come home and they're exhausted. A lot of doctors' marriages fail because they spend more time at work than they do at home. So I'd like to give doctors a little break when it comes to this. Uh, anyway, the article ends, will people ever wake up from this trance and realize they've become vaccine murderers? Nobody knows. Um, yeah, I had to. <laughs> it's It's been interesting because when I was working, um, where I was working, I used to work at Oregon State Hospital here in, uh, up in Salem, Oregon. And, uh, you know, when it came to the COVID-19, you could take it or refuse it. Uh, that was back then. I don't know if it's still the same way. But um, they, they, they came into a big pickle of a situation because um, what they did is they, um, and this is kind of unrelated, but I got to tell it, because if you realize what's going on in a medical field, Maybe you'll realize why it takes you so long to see a doctor in the emergency room and stuff like that. Not saying all places are like this, but with the hospital I work, to be politically correct, everything has to do with political correctness, okay? 
in, in hospital setting, everything. Um, so they, they knew that there were a lot of people that had kids. And back when the, the, the infection, I'm not going to call it a virus, back when the infection was going strong, you know, a lot of people's kids were out of school and they had nobody to watch them. So what the hospital said was, okay, what we're going to do is if you have kids, um, just let us know and we'll give you time off with pay. And knowing the, the mind of and heart of human beings, you know, a majority of the people decided, hey, I'm, I'm going to go for this. And we had some people at the hospital that didn't even have kids. Their boyfriends had kids that they saw every other weekend. But these people are taken off saying it's their kids. And it's it's ridiculous, you know. And, and then they started paying people at home to stay home and work from home. I, uh, I called one HR person to get some information. Uh, she's supposed to be at home working, right? Um, and I called her and she goes, hold on, let me turn this video down. And I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be working and you got videos going. So this is what's going on, you know, for political correctness and, and to, you know, keep, oh man, I keep hitting this mic. I'm sorry, folks. And to keep people safe, um, you know, it's, it's, it's destroying the system. It's destroying the medical system. It really is. And, um. Uh, something's got to be done about it. I, I'm serious. Something really has to be done about it because it's, uh, and then the same with unemployment, you know, Hey, we're going to give you an extra $600 a week. My goodness. If I'd been out of work, I'd take advantage of that. You know, I'm retired, so I can't, but, um, I wouldn't do it anyway, but you know, the, the, the desire would be there. The, you know, the carrot would be hanging in front of me and it'd be real tempting to bite at that carrot. Um, anyway, um, so let's get back to what we were talking about. So, yeah, I was very fortunate that, uh, the hospital didn't, didn't force us to take it. I was at the point where I was, uh, I would quit before I take it. And a lot of people were the same way. And, uh, but there were the people I, I had a laugh because people would stand there. They'd get their picture taken with a little sign that said, I got my vaccination today. And I, I told a friend of mine, I, says, I said, yeah, um, about six months down the road, their corpse is going to be sitting there going, I died three months ago from the vaccination. Um, people like to be part of a group, a crowd, and they'll, they'll do anything to be part of that group and crowd. And that includes getting this vaccination. Nobody wants to be a dissenter anymore. Back when I in the 60s, when I was a kid, everybody wanted to be a dissenter. Well, at least people that were young, you know. So anyway, what else we got here? Left-wing brainwashing our youth is complete. Okay. Um, let's see. Same power-hungry Democrats who claim ID is racist are demanding a vaccine ID. That's interesting. Uh, there it is. Vaccine remorse hits America. We got to look at that one. All right. And this is again is on Natural News. And it was posted Tuesday, June 22nd, today. Okay. Yeah, it still is today. Just like buyer's remorse after you spend a lot of money on a product that you realize you didn't want and should not have acquired, millions of Americans are experiencing vaccine remorse after getting jabbed with a central nervous system disrupting blood clotting, dirty COVID-19 vaccines. 
For many others, the remorse is their relatives, friends, and neighbors, and co-workers who died from the jabs. For millions of others yet, the COVID-19 vaccine gives them COVID-19, thus materializing, ironically, their greatest fear. The worst part is that their customers can't take the vaccine back. Bad deposits, no return. It doesn't matter if you have a receipt, vaccine ID, or passport, because there's no one doing the mRNA codes once they're embedded in your cells. They sneak in like a poisoned Trojan horse and invade the space, the message between your DNA and your RNA, and that's that. Um, You're all set, recoded to produce unlimited prions and proteins into your blood that travel far beyond um, just a sore muscle when they stab you their technology in your arm. The vaccine myth bust. Vaccine muscle myth busted. Spike proteins do cleave to your cells and travel throughout your body via your blood. Spike proteins cleave off or break away from the cells and leave the injection site traveling through your body and brain. Uh, Counter to that, the dirty vaccine manufacturers, the corrupt FDA and their co-conspirators at the CDC are telling everybody, if you want to understand the science, the real science behind mRNA, listen to the scientists who made it who discovered it, who pioneered it, and is blowing the whistle on it. Get ready to get the red pill. The truth is um, the truth about this dirty pandemic and COVID-19 injections. Man, I wish I could play that video. But that would take too much time. Uh, sold. Now after all, now after half of Americans at least got their COVID-19 jab, Uh, If not their second, millions of patients are discovering immediate or oddly delayed vaccine injuries, some that seem now permanent, including loss of vision. Ah, that's another one that happened with with the uh, nerve agents. Hearing and and blood clot polluted organs. You were sold a lie for free. People are now suffering mass loss of motor skills. That's a nerve thing. Simple tasks they just did fine before the vaccines can barely do and can't or can't do now, including holding a glass of water, brushing your own teeth, driving a car, jogging, and, and the list goes on. This is by a remorse of the most extent kind, extreme kind. And these people are starting to figure out why the vaccines are free and being promoted with so much propaganda and free stuff. Buyer's remorse is usually associated with expensive items like motor vehicles and real estate, but now it's from something consumers got that was free and corrupted, dirty vaccines. How did you get so scared about coronavirus that you rushed out and got an experimental vaccine? Would you take it back now if you could? <clears throat> Return it or undo the mRNA Brian creating function that's now part of who you are and what you are? Remember back in the 1990s when all the natural health advocates were screaming to ban GMOs? This was for a good reason. The food is now corrupted with pesticide creating genes, and now 30 years later, your body is corrupted with prion creating genes. And you could end up with mad cow disease going psychotic in the fight against invaders. Pathogens your body now is now programmed to create and spreading throughout your blood. Um, This is much more than a period of mental discomfort. This is more than feelings of regret and anxiety after making a significant purchase. But how did it come to this? 
and with half of all Americans, it's called cognitive dissonance, where people do what they feel compelled to do by outside forces in order to avoid stress and subconscious on the subconscious level. See, there it is. Got to be like everybody else. So I'm not stressed. The media sets up everyone watching the ultimate stress reliever, uh, and that is post-vaccine confidence. But it's a trap. It's a trap like wandering out into the very low tide sandbar just before the tsunami comes. There's no escape. You missed a better option if you've been then you missed a better option if you've been inoculated for the China flu, vitamin D plus uh, zinc plus medicinal mushrooms. That build immunity are the key. Look at the power of superfoods and the herbal tinctures, too. Uh, visit COVID19reactions.com if you already got the toxic COVID jab or two, and you are experiencing, um, and two, if you're experiencing side effects, blood clots, or other adverse events, uh, then tune in your internet frequency to pandemic news for updates on these crimes against humanity being delivered under the guise of inoculation. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, folks. So here you have it. You know, it's it's starting to unfold. Most of us knew it would, right? If you're watching this video, I think you probably knew it would. If you did get the jab, then, you know, um, you're in our prayers. But um, I think it's um, important to talk about at the end of this, uh, it may seem like you have no hope. It may seem like you have no future after what, you know, you've heard on this radio show tonight, but that's not true. Okay. Um, those of us who know Yeshua or Jesus as the Messiah, uh, know that there are certain scriptures that promise us that God will take care of us. Okay. Um, before we came to know him, we were dying from sin. We were dying from um, things we were doing to ourselves. And he he took care of that. He took all that stuff away. And you can have that, too, if you want it. You just got to be honest with him and say, hey, if you're real, let me know. OK. And he'll let you know in some way that you'll be able to understand. Everybody's different. And. Um, and you'll not only that. You, you probably get healed from anything that the uh, the COVID might do, the COVID vaccine might do to you. But also, you know, you you've got a you've got a card, and his name is Yeshua, and he's going to get you to heaven. Uh, we're going to live in blissful peace and loving kindness for eternity. Something you don't get here on earth. Okay, so it's a win-win situation, guys and gals. You know, it's. Um, doesn't cost anything except maybe your your faith you know that you put faith in him and and um you know that you trust him that you listen to him when he talks to you you know but uh there's no money involved there's um any you know and, and you get saved and you don't go to hell that's another good thing you know um i know i was a skeptic at one time back when i was a teenager i was a big skeptic and uh, people would come up to me talking about Jesus, and I said, get away from me. I don't want to hear about your Jesus, you know. But I'll tell you, when I was in a lot of trouble, um, when the drug uh, enforcement people were following me around and um, 
you know, I was a drugged out mess and I was drinking a lot and smoking cigarettes like they, they were going out of style, smoking pot. Um, I just, when I came to him, I just gave it all up. You know, it, it was easy. I just, I didn't have the desire to get high anymore. I didn't have the desire to smoke dope or drink or anything because I felt the peace that I'd been searching for for all those years. Well, all those years, I was only 20 at the time. But um, I was searching all those years. I tried everything. I tried um, Eastern religions. I tried um, the New Age. Um, I considered trying Mormonism, but I never did. Um, I, You know, I saw the Mormons as very moral people, and for most part, they are. But their religion sucks. <laughs> Sorry, but it does. Um, it's an extraterrestrial religion, and I don't want anything to do with them. I've been putting up with them for a long time, and I'm not putting up with a religion that caters to them. Um, the JWs, I never was interested in. Um, but when I ran into a friend named Art, um, he told me how to get saved, and I did. And my life totally changed. Matter of fact, my dad noticed the difference right away. He says, why don't you fight with me anymore? You know, because he used to try to provoke me. And every time he tried to provoke me, I wouldn't go for it anymore. So he um, he wanted to know why, and I told him. And about a week later, he was down at the local Assembly of God church, down at the altar, asking Christ to come into his life. And um, he was changed forevermore. He went from a very rough, uh, kind of almost like gang-like Italian guy, a short little Italian guy, um, to this one of the sweetest men I ever met in my life, you know. Um, total change total change and um, other people too that I know that came to faith in Yeshua total change and uh, soon after my dad my mother came to faith my sister my grandmother um, it was like a domino's falling. <laughs> you know, it was kind of neat actually and it was because they saw the change in me okay and I got no reason to sit here in front of you and lie you know that's a, this is a choice you have to make I can offer you the choice and how to do it, you know, but ultimately it's your choice. And if you choose not to, that's your choice. Okay. If you want to suffer the things that this world has to offer, um, that's your choice. If you want to spend eternity in the lake of fire, that's your choice. You know, I'm not going to get in the way. Now that I've said it, you've heard it. I don't have to say it anymore. The ball's in your court. I've given you the way out and if you want to remain in that's that's your choice uh, but you can never on the last day tell Yeshua at the judgment that nobody ever talked to you about it so anyway with that I'm going to go ahead and close out um, real quick father I pray in the name of Yeshua that you would just use this video to talk to people about the COVID-19 scam and and about um the danger it is and and help people not to take the vaccine and help them to have a clear head when it comes to it break the power that the media and this government have over people and let people be free thinkers able to make decisions for themselves and not what the government tells them to do not what their families tell them to do not what their friends tell them to do but let them be able to make an informed consent decision as to what to do in yeshua's name amen Okay, folks, I'm going to go ahead and close this show out. I want to thank you for watching or listening, as the case may be, because this is going to go on to Spreaker and Rumble. 
Um, if you get a chance, um, remember opposing the matrix and go to Patreon. Um, now that I'm retired, this you know when I when I worked and I was able to support this website, but now that I'm retired, you know my my income has gone down by about two thirds, and um, no no problem, we're making it, but we're we're making it. <laughs> um, so if you um, if you feel in your heart that you want to contribute to something and help this show to keep going. It's been going 10 years now. I, I estimate another 10 or 20 years. Okay. Um, and we do this for free. You know, we, we don't charge. We don't have, well, I guess if you're on some formats, there are commercials, but we don't put commercials on here. We don't take breaks. We go for the two, full two hours and, uh, well, except for tonight, I don't know how long we've been on, but, um, so just, you know, if, if you feel led to, uh, we're on Patreon, and uh, we, we sure could use your uh, your help. So, but the show will go on. By God, it'll go on, no matter what I got to do. So, anyway, had that have been said, we'll be on Monday night. It's probably just going to be me and Brian. And um, we've heard some talk about uh, an invasion coming of the United States by the Chinese, and. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Are there Chinese troops in British Columbia? Well, according to Gordy Tong, he hasn't seen any. I don't know if he's looked for them. So, um, and they wouldn't be roaming all over town either. You know, they'd be sequestered somewhere where nobody would see them. And there are reports of uh, tens of thousands of Chinese troops in Mexico, too, close to the border. So is it real? Is it not? We're going to look at that and see if there's evidence for either side, you know, yes or no. And then uh, that'll be next Monday night at uh, 630 Pacific. So um, we plan on starting on time on next Monday night. Excuse me. I ate spaghetti for dinner. Should have never done that. Um, that's why I've been kind of, in Italian, they call it agita, where it's like agitated stomach. So anyway, um, with that, that being said, uh, go ahead and visit delusionresistance.org. That's uh, my ministry site. Lots of neat articles on there, um, stuff that maybe I'll present on here someday. Um, I've got 11 books that I've written that are on there. One of them was published, but it's out of um, publication now. The other six, I, I offer everything for free anymore. You know, it's the, the time is so close to the end that I don't want people to buy stuff. I want people to hear stuff and read stuff and and be able to uh, to prosper through what he's given to me. And, uh, I, you know, he said, freely, freely, you have received, freely, freely give. And that's my, that's the way I work. And um, that's the way Brian works, too. So, anyway, that having been said, um, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Hey, um, be blessed uh, the rest of this week and this weekend. Um, if I decide to I may be doing a show between then and um, it'll be a surprise okay God bless y'all okay good night